Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. It's Jeremiah Johnson alongside Dr. R.B. Maynard. Little verse-by-verse edition of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We've been doing a couple things on the podcast this year. Number one, we've been encouraging people to go through the entire Bible, that you hop on that one-year Bible reading plan. We believe it's going to be very beneficial and fruitful for your life. So whether you've done that via you know, you purchased a one-year Bible or you have an app of some sorts, version, Bible Gateway, Blue Letter Study Bible, whatever it is, get into the Word this year. And then uh, tag teaming with that, as always, is Dr. R.B. Maynard. How are you, sir? I'm just great. And we're getting into the Word, the life of Jesus, right? Life of Jesus. Okay, so we're in Luke chapter something. Chapter one. <laughs> Let's dive we, in. We don't move very fast here, so... I was thinking, I looked up, um, you're talking about the Bible challenge, I looked up yesterday because we've talked about, you mentioned several times that, you know, like if you read like 13 minutes a day or mm-hmm. something like that, well, I actually looked it up yesterday f- for how long it takes to read the Bible. Okay. And it was like yep. 72, right hour. at 72 hours yeah, or something so, like that. Yeah. I thought, well, I guess a person could just take their vacation read for eight hours a day and get it all done in a couple of yeah. weeks. Right? <laughs> then you wouldn't have, then you wouldn't have to read the Bible for the whole rest of the year. Right. Is that the way that works? Yep. If you, I said, <laughs> I tried it a lot. Well, last year for fasting and prayer, maybe a year or two ago, I tried to do it in a week. Oh man. And I almost got through it all, but really not quite. Now that's a but. lot of, of course it depends on how fast people read yeah. and that kind of thing too. Yep. So, so anyway, we'll get into this Luke, uh, one uh, the story of, um, Mary and Elizabeth, and of course John the Mary or Elizabeth's pregnant with John the Baptist. Uh, this right in the middle of the story, and it came to pass, verse forty-one, that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. We were just talking before uh, we started here about uh, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. This is a a different thing than the infilling of the Holy Spirit that. Uh, that happened in the book of Acts mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, speaking in tongues and those types of things. It was just a, a different event. Now, I can't explain exactly the difference between what happened being filled with the Holy Ghost, but part of it they say that that w- what was talked about with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament before the, the Holy Spirit in Acts was more of um, like being gifted with a, a gift of the prophetic so mm-hmm. uh, if you were filled with the Holy Ghost, then you would probably be speaking um, about future events or about the blessing over somebody or something like that. So uh, that's really, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess it's a big difference, but there was an infilling of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. So people that say, well, that happened on the day of Acts and, uh, you know, that's really not for us and all those kind of things. It goes all the way back, maybe not speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. but it goes all the way back. The Holy Spirit, uh, and and it, talking about Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit, but it says um, in Luke one fifteen, and we've already read that, but it says, he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. So not just uh, Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Ghost, but John the Baptist being filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Nothing about speaking in tongues or anything like that. So you do have to kind of separate uh, when you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. You have to kind of separate out what that meant at different times. Yeah. And, of course, people could use that today and say, well, the speaking in tongues <laughs> is not for our times, you know, and, and to try to... Uh, 
I'm sure John and Jesus had a big debate like, hey, I got right. filled with the Holy Spirit before you did, mm-hmm. Jesus. Like, yeah. in the womb, yours is just, just right. now as I baptize you. Yeah, really. <laughs> really, I'm better than you. Right. Yeah, well, we know that's not true. <laughs> Sarcasm here, we have to make sure we tell people or they'll misunderstand. But yeah. Verse 42, And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and this is uh, Elizabeth speaking to uh, to Mary, and and it's it, this is one of those stories too. And I don't mean to. Uh, this is not throwing women <laughs> under the bus here, but uh, a lot of times there can be about having children and about you know like who's got the best child, who's mm-hmm. got the prettiest baby, you know those kind of things. But for Elizabeth, I mean, here she is, an old woman. You know, she's got quite a story. Mm-hmm. to tell and now here comes Mary with yep. an even greater story to tell you know, not only am am I pregnant but uh, I didn't have sexual relations I'm only 15 years old or whatever she was but uh, all of these kind of things it could have been some jealousy on Elizabeth's part but but I think they just understood the roles and were able to to get past that and mm-hmm. and you know she'd been sp- Filled with the Holy Ghost, I mean, something happened to her. She spoke out. I mean, it was a, yeah. um, there was something different than what she had experienced uh, prior to this. Maybe it was just a, maybe it was a little setup for the book of Acts, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there is something uh, different that can happen, that it's not always just a uh, thing that happens at salvation and you're filled with the Holy Spirit at salvation and then there's never any other experiences mm-hmm. or uh, you know, I don't know. We don't know always how things work, but um, uh, there's a, a Jewish saying, and Jews, the Jewish uh, culture is very big on numbers, putting numbers with things, and numbers have meaning. And they go back to, to uh, Bar, uh, Boaz, and it says that uh, he gave Ruth six measures of barley which means to them, they put the numbers to it, that six righteous men will, uh, or six righteous characteristics uh, will come. Um, The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And all of those things are are mentioned in Isaiah 11 too. So um, they put numbers with things that that, uh, people will, six righteous men will spring from, uh, from Ruth, and we know that uh, the Messiah himself sprung from uh, that genealogy, if you start reading the genealogy. Verse 43, and, and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And and this is still Elizabeth um, in her humility. Uh, she could have said, you're too young. Uh, you know, you're just a dreamer. There's no way that this is... Uh, true, or, you know, well, what about my miracle? Uh, you know, I thought we were going to talk about me, and now we're talking about you. Mm-hmm. And and there could have been all kinds of jealousy, and but there's just humility on both of these ladies about the miracle that's happened to the other. They're both very uh, supportive of each other in, in the miracle that they have. Verse 44, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. Uh, this is not, 
you know, we can say, well, you know, babies kick or whatever, but this was something exceptional. Um, and, you know, there's a bloodline there between a mother and a, uh, a baby in the womb. So, you know, that joy, that excitement that she had being filled with the Holy Ghost, if he was filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, he leaped in the womb. I mean, uh, there's just it's just another amazing story that we have. Yeah with the birth of Christ. And, and so uh, there's a, the Targum, which is uh, Jewish commentary. And I like, they just, they put things, they're not saying again that things are scriptural, but they emphasize things that they believe are. And so it says, at the Red Sea, even the infants sang in the wombs of their mothers, exalt the Lord, ye infants, in the bowels of your mothers of the seed of Israel. Probably not physically singing, but they're talking about the joy uh, of of what's happening, the miracle of what's happening at the Red Sea. Uh, that was a, you know, that was a turning point. That was a crossing over, uh, and and so they look at it even as a miracle that's so great that if I think it probably would be better worded if babies could sing <laughs> in their mother's womb, they probably mm-hmm. would have sang at the crossing of the Red Sea. Uh, so it's not, we're not saying that, you know, it's kind of like I, I wrote down uh, um, mile high pies or foot high pie. There's a place when you're going to Indiana that has that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of meringue and things that mm-hmm. got music going there. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, you know, mile high pie or foot high pie and or things like I've told you a thousand times not to do this. I've told you a thousand times not. So there's, uh, I guess the, I wrote down the word is hyperbole. That's a big word for mm-hmm. us. But anyway, yep. verse 45. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which are told her from the Lord. This is still Elizabeth speaking. So by the by the infilling, if you would, of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, um, at this time, she begins to speak really prophetically in this sense. So it's it would be easy to doubt. Uh, this is something that's never happened before. But basically, what she's saying is, you know, blessed are you, and these things that the Lord spoke are going to happen. I'm coming into agreement with you. You know, it's it's kind of like I, there are things you know you preach, and and. I need. I come into an agreement with that. Mm-hmm. It's not my words or whatever, but it's just I don't come to you. Well, you know, Pastor. You know, there was this time that, you know, you were talking the other night about having faith and and claiming things and praying for things. And it, you know, I could come and say, Well, Pastor. You know, I mean, there was this time where I prayed for this and it didn't happen. And uh, you know, but instead of that, I want to come in agreement, not just with you. But you are preaching what you uh, believe the word says. I want to mm-hmm. come into an agreement with that. Yeah. I want to agree with you that it's important to pray. I want to agree with you that it's important to to have faith and to not look at well all the what ifs. Yep. In other words, I know you've been talking about what if, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of doubt and oh well, what if it doesn't happen? <laughs> what if you know? It, yeah. It's like. I think I, I love what you've been preaching because it's more about what if it did happen. 
Yeah. What if you opposite? Yeah. yeah. Not if what if like well, I don't know what if what if I lose my job or you know so right. And I, I don't even practice what I preach. I mean, Sunday after church, I went home right. and I was like, I wasn't like saying, what if the Chiefs come back and actually win uh-huh. in 13 seconds? Yeah. I thought they're going to lose. <laughs> I was, I could have probably just turned the TV oh, off at that I'm point. But still rebuking myself. Come on, probably, half fate. I wonder if people left the stadium <laughs> yeah. thinking it was over. That would have been crazy. But, but anyway, and um, anyway, just saying these things are are true. Uh, God is not a liar, and you know it's already been stated. Is anything impossible yeah. with God? They've already made that statement. And so this is, you know, he cannot fail. And we have those experiences. And, and you know, my problem, uh, like I'm sure a lot of people, the, the experience is we have a, a great thing happen, and we're all hyped about that. And, you know, we tell that, man, this thing happened, this miracle had to be God and, and all that. But it's how quickly we can forget. Mm-hmm. And then when the bad thing, well, I know he did it the last time, but I don't know if he's going to do it this time. Right. We, we begin to do that. But um, let, me, let me read. These are a couple scriptures from Joshua. And we talk about people taking things out of context. You have to be careful and read the whole story. Yeah. Because we, we hear these positive words sometimes, but then we don't read on uh, after that. But in Joshua, this is 2314. And this is Joshua speaking. He says, Now I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your hearts and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. And that is an, an awesome promise. In other words, he's, he's never failed before. Why would you think now that he would fail? But if you read on in verse 15, it says, um, but just as every good promise of the Lord your God has come true, so the Lord your God will bring on you all the evil he has threatened until he has destroyed you from the good land he has given you. It almost sounds like, well, why, why are you telling us this good stuff and then turn right around and tell us all this bad news? But verse yeah. 16 then is the answer to that. It says, if you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you, and you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. It's another what we call the conditional promises. Yeah. You know, we like that first verse. Oh, every promise is, is true, and yeah. it's all going to work out, and it's all going to be wonderful. We love all that. But we forget that there's, there's uh, requirements, conditions, yeah, uh, for things, and so uh, that's basically what Elizabeth has said to her. She doesn't give her all the conditions, but she's just saying what God said is is going to come to pass. I think Mary knew that, but you you have to think this is Elizabeth in her old age, Mary as a teenager. I mean, this is godly advice mm-hmm. from someone who has been there and experienced things their whole life. There's something to uh, godly wisdom. From uh, and I'm I am that guy who's older. Yeah. But I love. There's a commercial on TV that says <laughs> we know some things because we've seen some things. Yep. I mean that is a very that that'll preach. I think right. Used to say. Exactly. But yeah. uh, verse forty six, and Mary said, "My soul doth magnify the Lord," and and this is just you know after Elizabeth is 
is talking to her. She doesn't have this uh, some big, long response. She just talks about magnifying the Lord. And I've talked about this before, but, you know, if you ask most people what does magnify mean, it, they say it makes um, something bigger, but it doesn't make it bigger. It makes it appear to be bigger. And so I think when it, when the Scripture's talking about magnify the Lord with me, mm-hmm. I think it's in your in your hard times, even when he doesn't seem to be, we need to, when you pray for healing and it doesn't happen for someone, instead of saying, well, you know, that's, that's just too bad and that's the way it goes sometimes, we have to continue to, in other words, make the Lord seem bigger than how he feels to us. Mm-hmm. We need to go ahead and proclaim when when Kelly Stevens passed away, we all prayed and prayed that that wouldn't happen. But when it happens, we magnify the Lord because I'm telling you, there were times when God doesn't seem so big when you're yeah. when you're praying and the miracle doesn't happen. He just doesn't seem so big. But we have to magnify, make Him seem or mm-hmm. feel bigger than what we even feel at the time. Go ahead, yeah, and praise the Lord. Go ahead and pray for the next person. Uh, so, so that magnifying the Lord, uh, and it's and it says, "My soul doth magnify." This is more than um, just words out of someone's mouth. I mean, this is from deep down inside of her. Uh, my soul, my inner being, magnifies the Lord. I think we got caught up too much in in church and just going through the motions, and and we don't feel that mm-hmm. deep inside. I, I've said many times, and I've been guilty of it, so I'm not, uh, you know, being accusatory here. But some of the best move of the spirit, or that, I, not even, and we talk about move of the spirit. Some people start thinking, yeah, running the, and jumping, and the Jesus goosebumps, yeah, the, the Holy but, Ghost vibes, whatever they might be. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but I, I think some of those most solemn times when you just feel the presence are when. A lot of people have already gone home. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we, I think we don't wait. Sometimes, you know, yeah. Sunday night was. You know, I'm not saying I was the last person out of the church, but I think sometimes if you would just sit yep. for a little bit, and it may or may not happen that way. Right. But some of the most <laughs> solemn, awesome experiences I've had is just sitting mm-hmm. and soaking at the end of a service. And I'm not saying because everyone left, but a lot of times everyone's gone and there's just a few people. And I I just have felt the spirit as much or more in that time coming from the soul and not just going through the motions and what time is it over getting out Mm -hmm. of church and and all of those things. Also known as waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Also known as, you know, Mary chose what is best. She's right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, that story of Martha and Mary, she's just right. sitting there. She's not really actively doing anything, right. but just sitting right. there. Yeah. Sometimes we think, we think church has to be, um, just, there has to be something going yeah, on. Constant motion and, you know, <laughs> movement. and I, I read, I don't even remember who it was now, but there was a pastor one time and he said, um, you know, the, the word tells us to, that you should have a song and a testimony mm-hmm. and, you yep. know, the word basically. And that's kind of, we kind of base our services because that's the Bible does say 
to do those things. You know, there should be a word. Well, I, I read, and this pastor one time, he said, I just didn't show up one day. He said, I wanted to see if the church could function mm-hmm. without the pastor telling everybody what to do. <laughs> and he said, and they did. He yeah. said, they went ahead and <laughs> they sang and people gave testimonies and they read some scriptures and, you know, they went ahead, they had church without a schedule, in other words. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we all, uh, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but we all come in, we know that there's going to be four songs and announcements and, mm-hmm. you know, and a sermon. And, man, if we would switch it around, people would be like, what are we, what's happened here? Why are we doing that? Wasn't it fine the way we used to do it? Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, coming from, uh, just talking about coming from deep down in the soul. And it says, verse 47, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And isn't that, um, this is now Mary speaking about this baby in her womb and already beginning to call this baby my Savior, my Lord, my Savior. And I, I just, again, I can't imagine, you know, people talk about who they'd like to talk to mm-hmm. when they get to heaven. Right. She yeah. would be one of them. I would like to just be able to sit down and say, what, you know, what were the emotions? What did you really think? We've all tried to figure it out. Yeah. You know, but what, what did you really think? How, how did that go? But anyway, one more verse, we'll wind it up. It's like the great song, Mary, Did You Know? Mary, Did You Know? But it's, I, I, I had a revelation this year. It's like, Mary, did you know your baby boy? It's like, yeah, he, she knew. Yeah. Like the angel, <laughs> the angel told her. Yeah. Quit asking. We know. She knew. She knew. Well, this is a, it's a fallacy of a song. Come yeah, on. We should start saying, Mary, you knew. <laughs> yes. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall be blessed. This is uh, taking that, you know, again, the humility of Mary. And I can't imagine, you know, if, I mean, they, they really do believe she was around 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine that kind of maturity and humility and and wisdom, if you would, uh, to speak like she has spoken. And she's talking about um, all generations will call me blessed. That's not an arrogant statement because when you say you're blessed, mm-hmm. you're talking about the fact that I got something I didn't deserve. You know, otherwise we just say, well, I have this, or I got this, or, or whatever. But when we say I am blessed, it it has to do with I got something I didn't deserve. And so yeah. she's just saying all generations will call me blessed. All generations will say I got something that, that I didn't earn, in other words. And we can all be used in that sense. We all, I don't deserve any of it. You know, I don't deserve the the salvation. I know we shouldn't yeah. be... Um, we shouldn't belittle ourselves. We're sons and daughters of God, and mm-hmm. and we have an inheritance, and we've been adopted, and we can talk about all those things, but yet we have to keep that humility, too, that it's only by God's blessing yeah. that I got that, not because I did anything for it. And and we weren't, we're not going to read this, um, but if you, if you, 46 through 55, the verses there, it's called the Magnificent. Uh, if you're Catholic, that's a big thing because Mary is so important in the Catholic Church. Uh, but those are words that have been written, that have been read, that have been put into music and put into song. And so it is, 
it's all about Mary again being humble and speaking words of of uh, encouragement, if you would, and and just looking at her own life and saying, you know, this is this is not me. It's mm-hmm. all about him from the very beginning. So we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up there. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. It's, it's a, a beautiful thing. Like I said, it feels a little bit Christmassy to be in this type, type of theme or topic, topic mm-hmm. per se, but uh, good thoughts to think of. And uh, again, I just hope that you are challenging yourself. It's a beautiful thing to just, just meditate. And, and as much as you're trying to read the Bible, one also piece of advice I get you give you is to stop and meditate on what you have read for the day. Think about yes. it. Let, let that kind of just munch on it throughout the day. That's what I've been doing this year. Certain things that I'll read through, I'm just just kind of ponder them and just think about them throughout the day. Wow, what is that? What is that? What is that? What would that be like? And how does that fit in my life? What and what would happen today if God did that? Those are good thoughts to think about in your yes, spiritual life, and and for you guys to do that. So just yes. stay in the Word and uh, let it permeate your life. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next time.